If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, warning, this isn't very appetizing. Tyson Foods, you know, they make, they're the chicken giants. They're (laughs) investing big time in the future of bug protein. They're building an insect farm right here in the United States. Second, Honey Baked Ham just introduced new ham and cheddar biscuits just in time for tailgating in the holidays. And finally, in the world of food, how would your family react if this Thanksgiving you just ate frozen pizza? DiGiorno just introduced a brand new Thanksgiving pizza that features classic turkey, creamy gravy sauce, diced sweet potatoes, green beans and cranberries mozzarella and cheddar cheeses plus a crispy onion topping all loaded on top of a thick and chewy detroit styled crust no happy thanksgiving everyone no no, no. <laughs> we, we we do have one guest coming this weekend i think i've talked about it on the air are coming for thanksgiving weekend we're doing thanksgiving on saturday in our effort to get all of our kids instead of them splitting their time between two or three different locations anyhow one of the guests one of our kids uh significant others would be more than happy with frozen pizza. With that one? That with all the turkey really and cranberries sad. and gravy? And, no, no, no. He, yeah, no, it'd probably be cheese. He would bring right? his own. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be cheese. Right, 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 right. And DiGiorno would probably be too expensive. So <laughs> he'd want, some, want something cheaper <laughs> than that. I'm not bitter about this at all. Coming up in just a minute, you think you were a big baby? Guess again. Heads up if you've been bragging about what a big baby you were. A baby just born in Ontario, Canada, set a hospital record. Yeah, how big? Brittany and Chase knew they were having a big baby, but Mm -hmm. they got the shock of a lifetime when their son, they named Sonny, was born a week early and weighed the amount of two newborns, 14 pounds, 8 ounces. (laughs) Should have named that kid Butterball. (laughs) I know. Little baby Sonny joined siblings Chance, who's six, Everett's five, Lucky's three, and Marigold is 18 months. Mom and dad never needed newborn diapers. (laughs) And little Sonny went straight from the womb to wearing baby clothes for six-month-olds. How big were you when you were born, do you know? Oh, nothing worth, I want to say like... Six something or I seven something? Ten. I don't know. I have I was, no idea. I was nine pounds, 12 ounces. Oh, wow. I, I was bigger than twins that were born that day. But they oh, were wow. they were really small. Yeah. Yeah. So, But that, that is called 14 Look at you coming pounds. out of the womb with bragging rights about who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, I was a couple of, couple of weeks late. Maybe that's why you were so big. Maybe. Who knows? I wasn't ready. I, was, I hit snooze. <laughs> <laughs> when someone else, quote, straightens up or cleans around the house and all of a sudden i'll admit it your pile is gone (laughs) (laughs) that'll frustrate you let's talk about Uh that next so uh we had company coming over the weekend taylor so my wife uh you know she's straightening up she's like will you please help me just straighten everything up and i kind of delayed 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 so my (laughs) my pile it's usually on the kitchen counter it's got like my day planner my what use my day planner my wallet my sunglasses my keys that's what's usually there but any mail like that i don't feel like dealing with in the moment that's Uh there um or you know some i don't know a flyer i'll bring home and it it just it it gets piled up after Mm a while no no no, don't throw it away i'm gonna do something with the late just leave it i'll get it i'll get it but when company's coming it all gets moved. So now I'm going through the process of refinding 
all of my Where stuff. Where she stuffed it. Right, right. And This then, is what I do to my husband. But I had a teachable moment last night. Yeah. Um, she was trying to find some last minute decorations in our storage unit. She went down and she's like, oh, this is a mess. Kids have gone through this stuff. I can't, I can't find a thing. I was like, welcome to my world. <laughs> so was it a teachable moment for you it was a mansplaining moment for your life can't believe you said i had a teachable moment that's not how that phrase is used it is now wow i've never heard it more out of context in my life you're welcome wowzers <laughs> poor tracy i felt pretty good about myself in that moment <laughs> I can so relate to the whole piles thing. I have my own. And <laughs> well, we all do. After company has come, I don't know what it is. I go around, I do the stress cleaning, and I stuff oh. things in drawers or closets. And I think, oh, well, as soon as the company leaves, I'll get it right back out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Instead, like three weeks later, I'm like, oh, I didn't pay that. Or Ooh. where is that? Or yeah. I finally got a little bit from my husband because his um, office, he works from home a lot. And his office is right when you walk in the front door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, people are coming. I need neatening. I need you to neaten. And which means he organizes his piles, but there's still piles. Right. So sometimes up. I'll po- hide his up. piles in the drawer. And he finally, the other day, he's like, listen, this is some pretty serious stuff. I work from home. You can't just like <laughs> stuff it everywhere. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need you to be better about neatening then. Well, it's one of those conversations. You guys having a nice, calm, rational conversation. Is that how it went? Was that the emotional level no okay <laughs> no <laughs> there's a little more heat it all depends on the mood <laughs> that might have been me on a good day <laughs> me on a bad day would be well if you would just be neater i wouldn't hide your stuff the other thing i think that, i said was that you is, furious that's you furious oh yeah that was your tone when you're fu- wow it's i think you've been furious cranky. at me and i didn't know it <laughs> <laughs> wow this has been a big red letter day the other thing that's happening to me right now to the point where I'm like I need a staycation that's it is I have way too many junk drawers like Hmm. it's gone from one everybody has one right I think I have five (laughs) it's really bad Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. You have a fabulous teenager in your life? Check out what these high schoolers did to help someone in need. A single mom of six kids in Virginia named Michelle got a free car and has a bunch of high school students to thank for it. They spent all year fixing it up in their automotive tech class at school. A local business worked with a charity called Giving Words and donated over $10,000 to make it happen. Because, you know, car parts aren't cheap. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, you know, being a mom of six, you can imagine what that's like to not have a reliable vehicle. And she was completely overwhelmed. To get this car is just a blessing. This has been hard as a single mom. Before I got there, I was struggling. I really needed the help. Just amazing to be able to take the kids where they need to go and, you know, be able to get back and forth to work so I can do the things that I need to do. Man, they, ch- mm. they affected seven lives through wow. their hard work on fixing up that car. Wow. That is awesome. Even more than that, if you think about what, what a mom's taking her kids to, like set those seven lives, yeah, but now, I don't know, the kid gets to be in Cub Scouts or dance class or whatever, and those kids impact the kids that they get to you know be with and do mm-hmm. all, their, all their fun stuff. I love that story. That's great. I 
I went to get new uh, new frames, and uh, eye appointment, got a new prescription, new frames, and I told my wife about the appointment, and she goes, I think you may have been the victim of a flattery upsell. Ah, I can't wait to hear about this. Let's <laughs> talk about this next. So I came out from an eye appointment, Taylor, and, and I was just on cloud nine. I was floating. I was beaming. I was so happy when I walked out of there. Got new prescription, new frames that I thought thought looked great. They're being and, made as we speak. Yeah, I'm hoping they're in like today or tomorrow. Oh, I'm cool. Really excited. And I got progressive ones because I need a little help reading now. Oh, so that's gonna be a little. Bit that's a, a big moment. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge trying to navigate that. But anyhow, uh, when I was there, I told my wife. I came out. I was like, wow, lady, that was she was so helpful. And you know what she told me? I said she told me. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, do you mind if I take a picture? I'm going to submit it to corporate and recommend you as a frames model. I th- I think you could be a frames model for us. Wow. I was like, wow. Okay. And my wife went, were you deciding between two pairs and maybe one was more expensive than the other? I said, yeah. And she goes, was she nudging you towards the more expensive one? Long pause. <laughs> I said, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I wonder if this particular company does this to everyone. That, that's, I'm going to recommend you as a frames model. That's what uh, Tracy seems Was it a female salesperson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Tracy seems to think. Oh, that's funny. What's happening? It's a brilliant sales tactic. I'm going to choose to believe that somewhere in Manhattan, my picture's floating around and mm-hmm. they're saying, huh, yeah, that's the look we need. We need the everyday guy. We need an everyday guy to model our frames. Forget these like supermodel, you know, Fernando, whatever <laughs> supermodel guys from we Spain or Italy. We need we need Kevin who looks like the everyman modeling our frames. We should get out your uh, flip flops tank top top shirt from uh, that oh, little ma- magazine, magazine you're in in Baltimore. In. Yeah, yeah. What was it called? It was Sunny Day Magazine. It was Sunny for Day. a clothing store. But here's the thing. The owner of the shop, the clothing shop I was working at, was in Ocean City, Maryland. It was too cheap to pay actual models. <laughs> so mm. they got employees to do it, and we were given pizza, which was a big deal at that what point What is in my this life. <laughs> eyeglass company going to give you if they use you as a eyeglass model? I, d- I don't know. I guess they'll have to talk to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy. Wait, let me make a note. Get agent later today. <laughs> so I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I think you were had. I think I was. And had. It was. It worked so well. It wasn't until your wife told you the truth. Right. It was my will. I wanted to believe it. I wanted to believe it. Is someone in your life on the dating scene? They really want to meet their other half that they're going to spend the rest of their life with, mm. and they're like. <sighs> trying to be patient. Someday my prince will Yes, come. we're going to talk about that next. <laughs> I thought it would be good to share with you guys uh, someone in my life who wants desperately to meet their someone, their significant other. They mm-hmm. want to be married. That okay. is the desire of their heart. Huh. And they're, it's not for lack of trying. And they're, um, it, this is some good friends of mine uh, who have been happily married. They have three boys. And their oldest son really wants to meet the one and he's had some serious girlfriends and like it just didn't just didn't work out and so he decided to just go all in like i am going to find her i am going to he's meet on the a one quest. 
Yes, he's, he's on a quest. He, he's and, the bachelor, just not on TV. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's a catch. I mean, he's a great guy. He's got a great college grad, great education, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. friendly and outgoing. He's the guy I told you about who had a costume party at his apartment in Boston mm-hmm. and dressed up as the um, Alfredo chef from mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Like yeah. He's just like such a great guy. Quick question. And do you um, think, Describing all this, do you think he might come across as a little too eager do you think that might, uh, might need to no. turn the volume down you, just I've, a bit? I've talked to him many times and he is just so comfortable in his own skin now, i'm not saying he's, he's not very comfortable in his own like, skin but is it like whoa is it the fire hose where people just want it like no no no, no. he doesn't no sip. he's a great listener okay i ran into him right after my dad passed away mm-hmm. and he was doting on his grandma and mm-hmm. taking care of her so that his mom could spend time with me and he was like Hey, I've been praying for you. I mean, he's just all around great guy. Okay, so is, this, and you, so is he, this your attempt to try to find him? No, <laughs> like, not at all. Oh, I'm okay. telling you this so that you don't feel alone because this is like, this is the moment I've been waiting to tell you about. Yeah, He's so serious about finding the one uh-huh. that he totaled it up. And I think in the past 365 days... He's been on close to 80 dates. What? Yeah. And now it's like, it's gotten too expensive. He tried to view it as like, this is fun. This is my way of trying all kinds of new restaurants in Boston where I live now. And and now he's like, this is getting really expensive. I think I'm going to have to switch to coffee. Um, But I just, I admire him. I admire his tenacity. And, you know, he is not just sitting on his hands going, Oh, well, I hope God brings her someday. Yeah, he's out yeah. there trying to find her. He's he's praying as if it was up to God and dating as if it yeah. was up to him. Yeah. <laughs> and man, he is a catch. I'm telling you, if you know someone who lives in Boston, See, I mean, this what's is, one more date? This is a matchmaking effort. <laughs> well, I couldn't resist. This is a match- I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you can't resist. I can't resist. Oh. <laughs> I knew you were trying to fix that young man. I, knew I didn't it. start that I way. I was just trying to make people feel who are dating and want to meet the one, not feel so alone. That they're then, not the only and one. And then as just a little added on, oh, and by the way, if you <laughs> if you know any young ladies who are serious about their faith and want to get married in Boston, the greater Boston area. Well, I think I got know. defensive of my friend because you kept trying to poke holes into why he's single. And they're, to no, me, no, no. They're, it's buttoned I, up. I wasn't poking holes. I was just trying to offer it. An observation that might oh. might help him along. Oh, that's that's no, all. No. He's no. Sometimes he's, we've all met those like a, a car salesman who's a little too eager. Yes, right. You're like, okay, have. I'm not I'm not yeah. buying a car here. Right, right. Same, no, same he's deal. not like that if he's at all. Selling it a little too hard. Yeah, right. But I will tell you, since you were the one who brought up matchmaking, I didn't realize this. I didn't match his parents, his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. This guy who's trying to meet the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found each other on their own at a uh, a singles retreat with their church. But when things got a little rocky and she thought, I don't know, I don't know if this is the guy for me, I lectured. I was like, you will never find a guy that treats you as good as he does. Because I had seen her being kind of like snarky to him at Disney World one day. Hang on. Wait a minute. You mean Taylor Scott? put her foot into other people's business and gave her opinion. <laughs> hey, she asked me. She goes, what do you That's think? so out of character. Stop. I've been working on not putting my foot where it doesn't belong. 
Griff, did you hear that? That's so unlike Taylor to do that. <laughs> wow, thou doth protesteth too much. Hot kettle black right here. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> wow, you guys should see him. He's like... <laughs> you should see Griff. So red. He's he agreed. Don't look, he won't even look at you. He won't He's even give not you getting eye involved contact. in this. He's like, oh no, I'm like. <laughs> she asked me. She goes, do you think we should break up? Da 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 da. And all mm. these other things. And I was like, absolutely not. So you were he the, um, loves you unconditionally. You were, and the, they have been happily married ever since. You were the relational relationship flex seal for them. Flex tape. You jumped in there and fixed the leak in the boat and said, oh, no, 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 no. He's the one for you. I may have given helped her see a different perspective. So they wouldn't be here today if it weren't for you. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Don't make claims like that. Come on. So this one one woman tweeted, Taylor, uh, that she's so trying to get her husband's attention. She put, this is Mama, Mama Jesse, put me trying to detract my husband. Isn't Tuesday morning football on? <laughs> <laughs> she knew that that would get him like, what? What? There's a game on? Uh, she, this is from uh, Carissa. She put, turns out marriage is hard. My husband just cooked a lasagna for 70 minutes in an oven that he never turned on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Tori, traveling with my husband is fun. It gives us the opportunity to argue in new and more exotic locations. (laughs) That's like the SNL skit. You're still going to be miserable in Italy. You're the same person in Italy. And then this this is more about being a mom and having kids. See if you can't relate to this one, mom. We'd love to hear from you if your kids have ever done this to you. This is from Sarcastic Mommy. She put, once your kid can start telling your spouse how much you really spent at Target... You really start to save some money. <laughs> <laughs> or you leave him at home with dad. <laughs> Have you ever that that's that would be fun. Have you ever been outed by your kid for how much you spent when you were on a target run or something else? You know, you splurge, you're like, oh, these these shoes are too cute. I can't pass them up. Shh, we don't need to tell daddy. <laughs> Which means the first thing the kid's gonna do when they get home. Dad, ask mom about her new shoes. <laughs> Are you a woman who wishes you were a little bit more self-confident? Coming up, good news, the best is yet to come. Are you a woman who wishes you felt a little bit more self-confident? Good news, the best is yet to come. Mm. Almost half of women believe they're only now just entering their confidence era. In fact, more than three in five women admit that when compared to their younger years, they're way more sure of themselves now. Hmm. The jump in self-esteem didn't happen overnight, though. <laughs> One in three felt least like their true self during their teen years, downplaying certain aspects of their personality or complying to social norms. Hmm. Another 21% struggled most during their college age years, uh, meaning it took some women like 20 years to embrace who they are. But if you're, like I said, if you're not feeling that confident, the best is yet to come. So that's the good news. Yeah. What, what have you found, Taylor, in your life? Um, I feel like for me, I'm definitely way more confident than I used to be. I mean, things that used to horrify me as a teenager, I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, oh, well. And you, it becomes a funny story now like, instead. Like, like, like just embarrassing being embarrassed moments. in front of people. Yeah. Or... Stuff like that. Like, um, oh, one of my favorites is Kevin and I spoke at a an event a county commission meeting mm-hmm. 
And I was wearing the exact same outfit that was on the cover of their county magazine. (laughs) That's how much my clothes are in high rotation. So younger you would have been like, oh, Oh, I would have been so embarrassed. And now I'm just like, that is the best story ever. But, you know, we all I think all women have little periods or segments or days in their lives where they're not quite as confident. Just Mm. that's just life. Think we should talk about this? Have have ladies call in like what? What is it that you've learned through the years that's made you more confident than sure. you're, or maybe and there are a whole series of books. Uh, I know Mercy Me has the song Dear Younger Me mm-hmm. that talks about what you would tell your younger self. Maybe that's a great way to do it. What would you tell younger you? Give us a call. So we're talking about what would you tell, particularly ladies, but guys can call in too. What would you tell your younger self? You know, like to give yourself a little more confidence with where you are in life back then. What would you say to you? Teenage you, 20-year-old you. Hey, Jill, I thought this was so cool. This new research shows when it comes to women and self-confidence, the best is yet to come. What would you tell the younger version of you about self-confidence? I would say that um, just we have to remember that we are not alone, right? God is with us. Yeah. Mm. um, Yeah, and we pick up. You do get more confidence as you get older. Part of it is acting confident, and then it becomes a reality. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the other part is that, um, you know, we worry about a lot about what other people think of us when all we have to do is act right, do the right thing, and it'll be okay. Mm. That's so wise. Very good. Yeah, and even if it's not okay, if you make the if you do the right thing, you can live with yourself. (laughs) Right. No, that's exactly yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you don't have regrets. Hey, Dawn. It's Kevin and Taylor, and we're talking about advice you would give. To your younger self, you know, the confident woman you are now, what would you tell younger you? I have three things that kind of come to mind. The first one is to pursue excellence and not perfection, Hmm. because God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but being mediocre or doing things half-baked doesn't do anything, anyone any good either. So Hmm. excellence over perfection. The second one is to stay kind to both others and yourself, because you got to keep that heart soft. And warm and not harden itself. Mm, that's God good. The hard part, you know? Wow. And that is one, so powerful. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I work with a lot of college-age students, um, and so I kind of reinforce this throughout my day. But the third one is um, you can't eventually figure out how to fix your hair and that being a redhead will be popular at some point and not just be <laughs> made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm married to a redhead, so I, I feel that. <laughs> right, absolutely. I know she feels our pain, right? You know, and now everyone wants to be a redhead. So, but be be kind and be excellent while you're being a redhead too. So nice, <laughs> awesome. Very nice. That is so smart. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom with us. We appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, we love you right back. Bye bye. Okay, Kev, how do you feel about the word moist? Uh, I know it freaks some people out, but it doesn't bother me. It sounds like a good description for a piece of cake. Yeah, it's funny. So many people can't stand it, even though we love moist cake and we love to moisturize our skin. Even entire episodes of sitcoms are dedicated to just how much people can't stand the word moist. So believe it or not, they started researching why. And here's what they came up with. If asked, um, it, it they think it has something to do with mouth feel how the word Mm. feels on your tongue Mm. about 40 percent of adults who say they do not like the word moist what about you bother you are you good with it uh it doesn't really bother me too much 
My um, yeah. My sister-in-law. There's other words I can think I'd like a lot less. My sister-in-law, Tracy's sister, did not. She, if you said the word pregnant out loud, she freaked. <laughs> Are you serious? Funny? And and I can't remember because she has two kids. <laughs> what did she say? Did she, she prefer I'm great with I'm child? Great with child. I don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't like pregnant. What about a pregnant pause? <laughs> no, 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 no. A, pre- a moist pregnant pause. <laughs> no! <laughs> this is one of our favorite parts of the show because our, our producer Griffin, he's married, got a couple of young kids, and he always his life is just so much fun. Yes, and uh, one thing you'll notice when you have kids of your own is that grandparents can give your kids gifts without your permission. It's, it's a gift. We're going to talk about that next. So, Griff, you got to tell us the, the scoop. Um, we were talking earlier that... Uh, grandparents can give gifts to your kids and because it's a gift, no permission necessary. Right. Yeah. It happens all the time. And this (laughs) time it happened with, it's my wife's grandfather. So my kids, great grandfather. -grandfather. Okay. He's, he has double immunity. Right. Yeah. (laughs) He's pushing 90. He lives out on some land. Uh, my wife used to go out there all the time growing up riding horses and dirt bikes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, my son's birthday is coming up. Uh huh. And he decided to he got buy the little tykes explosives kit. <laughs> <laughs> he got my son a four wheeler, <gasps> like a real deal no gas. Way. Yeah, like an what? ATV. Wow. Yeah, it's for both kids to ride, but my son's a little older for him. You know, it's for him wow. right now. Um, oh, no kidding. Yeah. He I, must have been thrilled. Yeah, my son, like, they couldn't, my son couldn't believe it. He's like, what? Like, he didn't really grasp this is for me. This is. Um, you know, I think part of the reason is to get the great grandkids out there more often oh, to come yeah. visit him, ah. of course. Yeah. Oh, my wife almost bought a Pac-Man machine. Just to get kids. I think it would bring the kids around. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was no permission asked. Ooh. And it's, that's a, like a big responsibility yeah, for a kid, for a seven, seven year old, eight year old, almost to, eight. Yeah, yeah, to drive one of those around. So, so we took him out there and did it. We know we took it slow, but he grasped it and did okay. Uh-huh. He only ran into the fence once. Oh. <laughs> only has one scrape. Um, oh, tell no. me about how did how did the conversation between you and Sarah go when you found out? Well, I was more like, are you sure about that? Because Sarah grew up doing all that. Mm-hmm. She's way more into that world. I don't mean between the two of oh. you and great-granddad. I mean between you and Sarah. Was everything cool? Was she like, that is such an overreach. You didn't even ask. No, no. She was totally cool with it. I was the one that was more like, I don't know about this. Like, huh? I, I know my kids. I don't did know if you, they can handle this. Did you feel like it was an overreach? Like, he should have <laughs> uh, asked us. No, I don't think so. I don't your, know. Your yeah. desire to ride the four-wheeler overrode that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get on it. Oh, yeah. I was I doing donuts. Love- this role reversal. <laughs> yeah. Like you're the one who's feeling more worried, th- worried about safety. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't really grow up doing all no that. Deal, and yeah. she's used to it and thinks it's time for him to learn. So, <laughs> hmm. Ooh man. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I, it'll be easier to teach him to drive when he's a teen. Maybe. Yeah. I might not want to drive. I just want to ride the four wheeler. <laughs> right. Wow. That's, that is quite a gift. Yeah. Wow. Is he adopting by the way? Cause <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a great granddad like that. <laughs> Have you ever met someone who approaches what could get kind of boring as a job with whole new fresh enthusiasm and eyes? Hmm. I saw that in action the other day and it was the coolest thing. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Wait, don't you just love people that approach what could become a very boring job with a whole new enthusiasm, a whole new attitude? I mean, they always say like artists. 
they have to play that song for the 100 millionth time on stage as if it was the very first time mm-hmm. because their their fans are there to hear their yeah, favorite their song. Job, right. Uh, well, I was going through security at the airport the other day. Just, you know, they got to... The one guy has got to check your ID, got to check that you have a boarding pass, mm-hmm. make sure you're who you are, security reasons. Could get pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people a day just passing through, just another face with their bag or their carry-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe people sad that they have to leave a spot or excited about a trip. But he made it so special and so fresh. He asked every single person in line Hey, what life advice do you have for me? <laughs> Every single person. He caught the lady in front of me so off guard. She goes, uh, I don't know. What's the best thing you've heard so far today? <laughs> she couldn't even think of anything. She turned back on him. Yeah. And I, I just went with um, what we say to every single person who wins anything on our show. We write them a thank you for listening note. And he said, what's your best life adv- advice for me? And I said that Jesus loves you unconditionally and you matter. Hmm. And Glenn was teasing me for going Sunday school. <laughs> but I thought, you know, out of all the advice he's heard all day, that might be one he needs to hear. But I, I was like, I wish I had gotten his name. I wish I had more time, but I knew he had to get to the next person in line behind me. But what a way to take a job that could get so mundane and so stale and make it super fresh and mm. learn from everyone who's coming through your line. Mm. I loved cool. it. It was so yeah. cool. That is cool. I had somebody ask me for advice. When we were on vacation, too. Isn't that weird? I'll tell you what what I was asked and what I replied with next. We're talking about uh, advice. You were asked to give life advice while you were going through TSA. Yeah, That's the TSA crazy. agent was like, hey, what's the, you have some good, what's your favorite life advice for me? Yeah. He asked every single person. When uh, my wife and I, we were traveling, we were, in the, we were in the Black Forest in Germany, and we went to visit a clockmaking shop. Now, imagine in your head for a minute a, a you're up in the mountains, the Black Forest in Germany. You're going to a clockmaking shop for a clockmaking demonstration. What does the clockmaker look like in your imagination? Does he have on a later hosen? You know, the little <laughs> leather shorts with the suspenders? Does he have on the green hat with the feather in it? Maybe a long white beard and glasses, like almost looking like Santa Claus. A like just uh, the guy who created Pinocchio. Was yeah, it yeah, yeah. Gispetto? I can't think of his name. Geppetto. Geppetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, looks like that. So when we walked into the clock shop and Box, who was from Cameroon, was there. He's a black guy. <laughs> He's making German clocks. I love awesome. it. I went up to him afterwards and I, I said, hey, I got to tell you, I'm sure I'm not the first one. When I heard I was going to a clock making demonstration, I did not expect to find you. He goes, I know, right? He goes, I love making clocks. <laughs> That's I said, so cool. I said, this is like you're calling you. It's two things I love, making clocks and selling clocks to tourists. <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> but we started chatting a little bit. We really hit off. We're friends on Facebook now. And, and um, he, he said, you know, in the conversation that came up, I said, my wife and I were on our 35th wedding anniversary trip. We've been married a long time. He goes, wow, that's great. What what advice do you have for me? I've been married for like six or seven years. Oh, cool. What advice do you have for me about marriage? I said, I said, joking. I went, Boom, you got to pray, pray a lot. Yeah. And seriously. he laughed. And then I said, you know, honestly, I said that joking, but yeah, you do. Faith has got to be the cornerstone of your marriage. I said, I don't, I think one of the reasons you look around and so many people don't make it to 35 years or beyond nowadays is because faith is not 
the foundation of the mm-hmm. relationship. If that is, yeah. yeah, and I said, we didn't always have that. When we first got married, we didn't have that. We grew into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been that that has been what I would say gets gets you to that 35 year and beyond line. That's and you know good what, advice. He said, you know what? I've asked so many people that. He goes, I meet a lot of people in my job. I ask tons of people that. Only two, you and one other guy have given me that advice. Ooh, and that's he goes, sad. Right. And he goes, but I think it's the best advice that, mm-hmm. that I've heard. He's like, I, I yeah. really want to embrace that and apply that to my life. I thought awesome. that was pretty cool. Very I thought good. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and, and his name, Box, he makes clocks. And his name is Box. Box, the clock maker. B-A-K-S, Box. Box clocks. I love that.